we are creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. So, man, I'm going to jump right into things, and, and I, I want to know what connection means to you. Well, connection, I think, between people uh, brings some type of common ground that we we are all related in a way. Uh, connection, as it relates to music, has, is is kind of the same thing. You know, we could, we, we could listen to a lot of different things, but um, there's something that brings it all together mm-hmm. you know i think uh some some semblance of uh regularity or something that relates it all gets it all together you know i think that that's probably my best um what i think connection is and what it should be you know right so like you mentioned before, like all of the things that are going on, right? You know, the police shootings, mm-hmm. and the terrorist attacks. Do, mm-hmm. do these things affect your ability to connect with yourself and with other people around you? Because, you know, a lot of times it's divisive. In the industry, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't bring people together. It pushes them apart. I think uh, we can use it as a way to connect and, and bring and bring each other closer, get closer to, to one another. But... It's when, you know, it seems as if uh, black men like myself are being hunted by right. police, you know, and it, it's not. Uh, it seems blatant at times and maybe a little vague and uh, at, at other times. But when that happens, then the black community is is getting closer together. You know, there were mo- like in Baltimore, the uprising where I'm from, you know, um, yeah. You mean last summer? Yes. Yes, last last year. You know, that was we had uh points of being very emotionally outraged, which which was the uprising. It was the youth and young people, even older people just saying we can't take this anymore. So like what do you do what are you going to do about it, you know? Because I feel like a lot of times uh in our generation we feel like activists, but we're only like Facebook activists. Exactly. Like, do you consider yourself an activist and if so are you a man, Facebook so, activist, or man, you were really you on the street the other day, or about a week ago. I'm like, man, I don't, that's that's a heavy, heavy term to to take on. So I don't. I mean, I don't think. I guess if you if if speaking out to people, um, and being in a controlled environment where you can talk about things and you're about action and you put forth, you know different things that lead to action, then I'd say, okay, I could be going in that direction, but I don't think I'm an activist now because those are big shoes to fill. You know, the activists that are, have come before me, mm-hmm. you know. But it seems to just because I know your music, it mm-hmm. seems like your music has a social awareness at the very least right. or in a social message. Yeah. So I'm, is that not activism? Yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, we could we could look at it like that as well because I I asked um when, when the first time I met Nikki Giovanni, the activist and poet, 
okay. an author. I asked her how how is it that you ha- you can paint the perfect picture of what goes on in music. You know, it seems like we're busy trying to paint the perfect picture of what life is, but you do it for musicians. Like a couple of her poems exa- explain exactly what we do on stage, how we feel. And I'm like, she was. She just said, you know, we imitate each other. You know, it's sometimes you imitate life, and sometimes what you do has such a strong hold that you can dictate how other people's lives are going to go, you know, and I think that that's very powerful with music, you know, so all putting all that together, you know, I would say that we could be looked at as activists, but I think people um, don't, they don't really understand how powerful music is. People are very passive listeners. So while I have aims with my music, um, to get th- a lot of things off my chest and uh, to be closer to other musicians I really dig and to be there for people not everybody always listens to it on that level right. sometimes pe- it serves as white noise or but when your titles are you know yeah yeah are the yeah, way that yours are you know it's kind of almost impossible you know, to ignore yeah I have one entitled In Utter Disbelief for Sandra Bland Tamir Rice and countless others and I tried to say something as little as possible so that it, it but it still sets the tone for, right. you know, right before we played the tune. Like what social challenges are you facing on a day to day basis? You know, that uh, maybe mainstream America or people in other countries around the world, they don't know what's happening. Like what's, what's happening hmm. in America for you right now? It's a psychological thing. I think like for the most part, um, you know, every time I walk out the door, I got to think about if I'm coming back or not, mm-hmm. you know, or if I, you know, I like if I get into an argument with my girlfriend, I got to make sure I at least say I love you before I leave the house. Very upset, you know, like <laughs> I love you. You got to Right. Like right. I'll be back, you know, but yeah. it's because I'm on. I, it's a real thing. I may not make it back. And I, you know. As a bigger guy, being six four and pretty big, you know, like you're I'm a target. A, yeah, I'm the type of guy that they're going to use deadly force on because right, right. it's going to take more more than one of them to get me down, right. you know. And it's and it's not like I know that I'm not going to do anything wrong. I'm no, not going to break the law other than like a traffic violation or something like that from going too fast. But even still, that or failing to trap, you know, use your your blinker. Recently, in the past year, they've they've caused that's been the cause of you know another death, you know, for people that look like me. So, you know, it's like you you can't do anything. So, you know, you have to be extra careful. But it's a psychological. I don't I don't want to say game, but it's a it's a it affects me psychologically. Okay. And how I, you know, constantly thinking like, you know, what is what is my value and what is my worth in this country as a black man? But creatively speaking, you know, I know I have a lot of power. You know, I just have to continue to be around the right people, you know, and in terms of business, get my product to the right people, you know, the people that believe in it. And, you know, I have to continue to be around good people. Because you do like, your music is so diverse and mm-hmm. it pulls from a lot of different 
uh, genres and influences. Right. Like, do you do you feel that that makes it more difficult for you to connect uh, in the jazz world? Mm. I'm assuming you're branding yourself as as a jazz musician <laughs> or a BAM uh, musician. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, with I, I'm tend to, uh, I, I'm hesitant to do that. Okay. Um, for one, because the the term jazz implies uh, something completely different. You know, now that you know we've read it a lot more, we've thought a lot more than we did growing up. We've talked to the elders a lot more. We've come into contact with more elders, you right, know, right. for the answers. We come to, you know, to find out that that's not a, a particularly a term that we've always subscribed to, but the history books have, have given us that term to call this music that. But, um, you know, I, I like to improvise and I like to swing. So I also like, you know, head nodding hip hop. I like different beats i like bossa i like you know different right. styles of latin music you, you like so, music yeah exactly and i i like western european or classical music that's another term that is right. i'm kind of tense uh not tentative, hesitant to use but you know um i like i love music i think that's on my instagram page i'm like right. i play black american music and everything else you know that's so what are the most challenging aspects of uh being a musician um <laughs> trying to make a living from it in new york city yeah what's that like oh man you know um it's, it can be difficult but it's very rewarding you know you have to know what you're uh what you want out of the bigger picture and the immediate picture like a long time ago i gave up the dream of wanting a bmw truck like my some of my friends have it, and if they you know when they hear this podcast, they're gonna know who I'm talking about, you know. Right, but right, you know, right. or Mercedes Benz, and I'll if I do want that, I'll work towards it and get it. But yeah, you can have that and play jazz. Exactly, exactly. I know a couple people will do it now, you know. Yeah. But my my desire for that just I don't know. I lost that desire. I didn't. I I see something. You know, materialistic things aren't as important to me anymore like what we can do with this music and people good times yep. those those are what i want constantly so you know um at some point in time i i, I changed my my mind changed all that so okay you know but in terms of you know that the, what we were talking about in terms of branding and like things like that it 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 could make it very difficult being so diverse to uh play different clubs and everything especially with owners that um think of this music as one way you know but you gotta realize that jazz was the the very popular music of its time when it came to the like the forefront right you know so we have to continue to evolve you know we can't forget what you know, at all. We can't forget the language. We can't forget anything. We need to study that all the time. We need that is a pursuit that is relentless. You know. However, we need to keep on adding to it. Just because you play some swinging music doesn't mean you should play. You know, I know some drummers I can't really call because they can't play. You know, anything related to hip hop. You know, right. and when they do. It sounds like, man, where did, where did you grow up? Like, yeah, yeah I learned. <laughs> that sounds terrible, you know, right. but in 
it's not that they're terrible musicians. It's just that they either don't listen to it or they don't believe in that music. Like all the different styles of music that I try to pull, put front, you know, put to the forefront and all the cast that I, I like to play with all the time believe in every style of music that, you know, we play together. Of course. You know, so I think that's very important. Man, what was it like growing up in Baltimore and, and you know, attempting to play trombone? And I got I got to it late, man. I was in high school when I started playing the trombone. I, I ran away from it. My dad was a, a band director, a music teacher, so... He always he didn't want to like throw me into the fire, you know, and try to like make me do it because I loved being active. I like playing outside. I like sports. So and he saw that. So he tried to, you know, maybe you should try this, man. Like maybe right. you should try playing trumpet or like maybe what's your favorite instrument, you know, or like we'd always listen to music together. We'd have oh, like amazing. early on. It would be, you know, unbeknownst to me, we, he was like giving me drop the needle tests. He was like, Corey, what, what symphony is this? Like, which which composer? Now, really think about it, how the strings are being used in this particular section. Like, who, which composer? You know, he always, always he, I don't know whether it was preparing me, but, you know. He was, he was grooming your ears. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, um, once I... I Six years of baseball and organized baseball, then probably another six of basketball and some overlappage. But, you know, I finally, like I said, finally heard the trombone a different way, heard music a different way. And, um, yeah, I, I, in, at the point in high school when I got to it, I was just, like, so enamored. I was like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, why? what took me so long? Right. So I got, But I feel like I have to catch up because I'm 15 and I just started playing. And everybody else starts playing, you know. At least and, nine. Yeah, exactly. So, and they know what they're doing by now. So, you know, at the very least, I have to be able, I have to know all my scales. I have to be able to do this and do that and, like, play this, whatever. So... And I want to go to college for it. So I had to get myself to the point and get a private teacher. And, um, you know, it, it was I didn't really grow up, per se, in Baltimore uh, playing music because once I got to high school, I wasn't really out in Baltimore because okay. I was in the marching band, the concert band, the wind ensemble, the jazz band, jazz combo, like. You know, everything that I could do, I was doing pertaining to music. And gotcha. in addition to, like, studying, you know, like, the trombone literature. So, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was, you know, just just worked it. Work, like you said, working it out. And then I went to college. And every summer I came back. Uh, well, every summer I came back to uh, up until a point. But the, fir the first couple summers I really started figuring things out as, like, a professional musician in Baltimore and like hooking up with some big bands and some of the established musicians there that had never left or they did. And then wow. they came back, you know, and just remembering or not even remembering learning about the rich history of musicians in Baltimore, mm -hmm. you know, that are often overlooked, you right. know, right. like Jerry Bartz from Baltimore, really? you know? Yeah. 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 So that. a lot of cats, you know, um, just you know, we have a rich history, especially on Pennsylvania Avenue at the Royal. You know, right. so like there, there it was there, and then things happen. It goes through waves, of course. Cats always want to talk about like uh, or ask me how 
you know, the scene in Baltimore is. I'm like, well, I go back and forth. Or I used to go back and forth between Baltimore and D.C. But, you know, each one of those places have waves, you know, where there's like it's really hot, it's really high at one point. Then it's like, you know, it's a little lower. It's, it's unfortunate. But it just speaks to, you know, where we are in the country where the music scenes can't really thrive. The smaller ones can't thrive consistently. Thank you.